broadcasting from another dimension deep within the ghost shrimp national forest sending you secrets from the future directly into your motherfucking mind <laughs> what's up everybody it's episode 50 fucking 5 of the ghost shrimp and friends podcast Woo! feels good to be back um you know this podcast is meant to fucking brainwash you to live your dream life and this episode is a juicy juicy sip of that fucking beef stew. Uh, picking up where we left off last episode, um, breaking Athena out of job jail. We have none other than the bandit queen herself on the podcast today. Doo, 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 doo. Athena Bandit is my guest and my soulmate and my wife on this podcast. Um, <laughs> we have a lot of bonus content because we did two epi- uh, We did two podcasts, really. She wanted to do uh, another one after we did the first one. We had a lot of fun. Um, but there was some other stuff that she wanted to cover. So this is the second pod. Um, the first one, which is a little more loose and drunky and clunky, but very charming. Um, and has a lot of really good, good stories. It is more kind of about our relationship. Because um, that is very wacky and, and crazy. Um, but this one is more just about her looking forward here now that she is free and uh you know and and it's up to her to come and make her destiny come together you know she's going to be embarking she is right now embarking on uh creating a metal smithing career for herself living that dream life so it's very exciting so we're gonna we're gonna we we get into it we chop it up we chew it up you know what i'm saying just like we do on this podcast every episode and uh it's really fun so uh you're in for a real treat. Um I've been working on uh the I, I I've the last couple of weeks I've been working on SpongeBob SquarePants 3, the third movie. I've been working on concept stuff for that uh which has been really fun and interesting. Um can't really talk anything about it. Uh but you know, maybe uh someday I'll be able to share it and uh maybe some of it will actually end up in the movie. Who knows? Um let's see. Uh oh I, I dropped a juicy uh behind the foreskin mini sode on the Patreon. Um uh, showing the progress on the second raw rolling tray. If anybody's interested in seeing the inking and just seeing me talk about the pencils and then inking it and then talking about the inks. Um, I'm looking to wrap that up this week. Uh, the first raw tray is out. It's been, it's been, it's been a minute since we've done an episode. I can't even remember wh- where we were when we did the last one, what was going on, but the, but the first raw tray is out. Um, you can find it online or in smoke shops near you. Um, so, uh, I know like Rolling Paper Depot online sells it, um, you know, people have been posting and, and putting me in the story and I've been restorying the stories on Instagram, 
um, with links of where to get it and just people enjoying the raw trade. Lots of fucking love out there for that raw trade. I will tell you what, um, I've had just so much great feedback, so many people really enjoying it. Um, which I knew they would because uh, that's what happens when you asked uh, the the biggest stoner in the world to fucking design a rolling tray for marijuana smokers. You know what I'm saying? Um, so uh, that was really fun. That's been really fun. Um, and uh, and I've been enjoying my own ro- my own rolling tray here at home. Of course, I got my juicy old cup of coffee here. Let's take a sip. Let's get close. Mm. it feels good i hate missing the podcast i've just been so fucking busy um but we're gonna get on a roll here we're gonna get on a streak because it's what i've been missing in my motherfucking life i miss you all you are the friends in the goshen friends podcast shout out to all the listeners um that have been waiting uh, for, for the next episode to drop, you know what I'm saying? Um, let's see what else. The go shirt mega mall is up in full effect. We've been dropping tons of merch into the store. Um, we just put up go shrimp hats, um, go shrimp, uh, like, like ball caps, um, uh, beanies and winter pom-pom hats, uh, with the with the signature embroidered on there um and uh we got just so many shirts um you know we've got pillows uh we just dropped a fresh set of Saraswati and Shiva pillows how dope would it be on your couch to have a set of Saraswati and Shiva pillows um we've got all kinds of tote bags oh man we put up merch for the fucking podcast uh, we've got mugs with the podcast, uh, uh, logo. Um, we've got, uh, shirts, we've got hoodies, we've got tote bags. We've got so much freaking merch. If you haven't checked it out yet, go Um, it is, uh, it's just packed and we're adding new stuff all the time. So go in there and get your order. Um, and if you are a member of the Patreon page, you get 10% off um every order over 50 bucks so even more incentive to go over and become a part of the go shrimp patreon community you know what i'm saying um and of course get to check out that fucking behind the foreskin you can come behind my foreskin and see what i'm doing with my life um let's see uh man there's so much big news so this summer people have been asking about go scout training camp um we are actually not going to be having go scout training camp this summer dun 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 shocking news um spoiler alert uh yeah we're going to be focusing on um as far as scouts go um we are going to be having a super summit um we're going to be having the residency but we are not going to be holding go scout training camp um instead i'm going to be focusing my time and energy on finishing this goddamn house we live in um because it's just taken way longer than we thought and we've reached a point where we are outgrowing the space quite literally uh the bandit family is bursting out the seams so we are going to be uh really getting the house built which is gonna be very exciting and very fun um so for people who um you know were wanting to apply this year don't worry go scout training camp will return in the future 
Um, but uh, this summer and next summer, um, you know, are going to be really focusing on finishing the house. So uh, no camp this summer. Next summer, we'll see uh, where we're at. Um, so possibility, um, but, you know, also possible that we might uh, still be, you know, really trying to finish this house. So we shall see. But um, in in both cases, we will be having Super Summit for all the scouts, which is going to be really amazing. And, of course, we'll document it. And, of course, we'll have a Super Summit group podcast with, like, a million people, and it will be insane. Um, the summit was some of the most fun. This past summit this past year, for anybody, for any scouts who missed it, was some of the most fun I've ever had uh, with scouts. It was so much fun. Um, and, uh, yeah, the residency, of course. So uh, scouts are out there, uh, uh, you know, thinking about, um, you know, what they're going to attend this summer. Um, you know, the people that, uh, that, that, that wanted to be counselors, maybe they'll, uh, think about doing the residency, the most powerful form of ghost scouts, the most powerful activity, in my opinion, is the residency where we get to really just smelt into the woods and get creative. You know what I'm saying? Um, the 12 week online group workshop round four just ended this, this past weekend. Uh, very exciting. Congratulations to all the graduates. They really put in work, um, and and everybody's stuff evolved. And once again, we built this great, you know, community of of uh, people looking to up their game, um, to uh, you know, really try to live that dream life. You know, it's about being a professional visual artist, um, but it's also really about just like fucking your destiny and, 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 and really planning out your goals and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, uh, just another full success. Um, all four rounds have sold out. Um, and, uh, those, uh, the graduates are going to be going into the, they are right now in the alumni group, um, with the other, 30 or so graduates of the workshop and they're in there now sharing work, building more creative friendships. It's super amazing. Um, round five of the workshop is on sale right now. So if you want to start off uh, in January, we're going to start in mid-January. If you want to start your 2019 off with weekly drawing assignments, with a group of creative people that want to you know, up their game, um, and, uh, weekly vid chats with me, um, one-on-one -on -one and, uh, hype vids every week, fresh vids every week. Um, it's very personal. It's, it's, it's really a thing that we come together and we really make together, you know, fresh every round that we do it. Um, and anybody can sign up. We have people that sign up that, you know, just want to do more hobby drawing. Um, we have people that are in the beginning of their career with a lot of questions. We have people that are deep into their career that want to kind of redirect it in a more, um, um, you know, personal and creative direction. Um, so, uh, you know, the, 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 the workshop is really for anybody that just wants to get super hyped and super motivated and, um, you know, do weekly drawing assignments with me, you know, and, 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 and the other people that sign up. So, uh, get on it. There are seven spots, uh, left, um, three spots got snagged up in the pre-sale. And uh, it starts in about five weeks. So don't dilly-dally. It's first come, first serve. Go on over to GoShipGlobal.com right now and purchase a spot. Uh, spots are $1,000 each. 
And that is right smack in the middle of the average cost for an online workshop or even a community art college class. So, you know, this is a very powerful workshop. Um, It will change the way you think about life. It will change the way you think about your work. Um, It will will really show you where you're at and what you need to do to get where you want to go and to be who you want to be. So um, it's, uh, it's very fun. I benefit from it every round. Everybody comes in and steps up it's so amazing so uh if that is ringing bells for you there's all kinds of information on the website about it um but without further ado let's get into this fucking podcast let's kick it over to my man a wall one All right, here we are with the specialist guest to ever. Come on this podcast. None other than Athena, Isabella, Graciani, Bandit, my wife. Welcome. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Welcome to your kitchen table in nice. our house. It's nice to be here. In our wacky half-felt shack. Nice to be here. Um, we did some podcasting the other night. Mm-hmm. But you, it was your first podcasting experience, and you wanted to take another crack at it. Yeah, I was just a little nervous. To see what happens, to have some fun. Yeah, it is fun. And you did discover that you do it, like it, and it is fun to podcast with your husband. I got the bug. You got the bug. You got bit. I got bit. <laughs> um, well, it's perfect timing because the last podcast was a really a celebration of you quitting your fake job and really your string of fake jobs. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Congratulations. Thank you. Oh, it feels so good. You've leveled up in life. You've reached, you've transcended reality 101 <laughs> and now you are, now you are steering your own destiny into the future as a creative animal in an infinite universe, how do you feel? Oh my gosh, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that intro. Um, it feels good. Yeah. Hopefully I don't crash and burn. Right. It's a, it's a chance. Who it knows? might really you might really fuck this up, I babe. could have seriously fucked it all up. Yeah. But to be determined whether this whole thing is a massive mistake. No, it's not. It's good. <laughs> we planned this. Yeah. I have been talking about this forever. This was all part of the master plan. Truly. It's taken me years to get to this point. Yeahs. Yeahs and yeahs. Yes. <laughs> As Wolfie used to say. Right. Um, to get to the point where I'm at now. Mm-hmm. It feels amazing. I don't know how long it's been. Like three-ish weeks. Yep. You've right been, before Thanksgiving. Yeah, you've been free. Or we broke you out of job jail about three weeks ago. Yes. And what do I, what should I say? 
I don't know. How are you feeling? How are you? What are you thinking about? You know? I feel good. I feel scared. Yeah. More good than scared. Yeah. I'm like, I often get, I mean, I do a lot of um, impulsive things. I mean, I kind of just go and jump in for things. Although we did talk about this a lot. So I get more ex. My nervousness is like an excited kind of a thing, so it doesn't really stop me from doing anything. But I feel like that's always there when you're like doing a big new yeah. thing. Like when I was like going out on Adventure Time or when we were moving here, we were like, I don't know, like life feels electric. You know, yeah. you're like, holy shit, but Definitely. that's like, that's how it's supposed to feel. Yeah, it's exciting. And I think those big moments that come around every you know, year or two or whatever, when you're just kind of chasing your destiny and this new thing pops up, you're like, holy shit, am I ready for this? And you're like, well, that's kind of the whole deal, so right. let's fucking do it. And you're yeah, like, I mean, it got to a point where I was just so getting just so tired. So should I talk about, like, the backstory about, like... I don't know. We're just why, why don't we talk about... Because we, we, we did that a little bit on our first version, and okay. then you felt like you got a little, you know, bogged down in it. So maybe just talk right. about... You know, where you, let's say this, now you are free and your destiny is in your own hands. It's up to you to, you know, move it forward to really, you know, now, now it's like, boom, you got what you wished for. Mm -hmm. Now you have to put it together. You know, you got to put in the work and, you know, develop your voice as a metalsmith and kind of, you know, figure out the kind of metal smithing art you want to make and then eventually, you know, kind of add in the business part of it. Right. You I know. Mean, yeah, you just said it all. Yeah, but that's like <laughs> and that's the podcast. Thank you for listening. <laughs> um, but like no, like how do you like, you know, just how do you feel and you know, what are you like what are you envisioning going forward? Like what do you envision the next 5, 10, 20 years here? like you know for yourself now that you like don't have the burden of a nine-to-five job yeah geez it's gonna take a bit getting used to but I mean I really want to have my own studio mm-hmm. built mm-hmm. on our property here mm-hmm. I just want it to be I've never had my own creative space where I can do my own thing mm-hmm. um, I've thought about and written out and thought about some more all of my business plan ideas I want to have I want to teach classes there mm-hmm. um, you know I don't I have to figure out the size how big I want these classes to be but I know I want teaching to be a part of it metal smithing is such a it's like a dying craft. There's not a lot of people who really know how to do real metal smithing, and I want to keep that alive. What is real metal smithing? Well, I mean, what I it's been a lot of years. It's crazy how so I graduated in 2005. That was really the last time I did from from the School of the Art Institute of Chicago. Mm-hmm. I had a bachelor's from there, mm-hmm. and I focused on metal smithing. And I really enjoyed forging, which is when you heat up, I mean, really basic, is when you heat mm-hmm. up metal um, and anneal it and pound at it with a hammer and stretch it and shape it um, into whatever shape you want. So you're pounding on like an anvil. An anvil, yep. other forms, 
you know. Oh, right, because there's different, like an anvil is like one specific form that you can use, but there's other things too like that that you like pound on or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it just, yeah, there's all kinds of different um, stakes that you can put into the anvil that are different shapes depending right. on what you're making. That's super cool. I'm um, so excited to see this happen. Yeah, and it's super I, and ancient. And then I think and... it's so cool that, like, people will be here, like, learning that. And then, like, you know, in the future of Ghost Scout Training Camp, like, I know, like, the scouts are be like, so pumped to see you do yeah. metalsmithing stuff. Really cool. That's really cool. I mean, insane. it's really exciting. It's such an old art form. Right. And when... It's been so long since I've actually been able to forge. I mean, whatever, 2005 was the last time right. that That's I did it. Right, a long time ago. It is a long <laughs> time ago, but I've thought about it all of the time since, so yeah. it feels fresher in my mind, even though I haven't actually done it. But, you know, you're sitting there in front of an anvil that's on a stump or whatever, and I just remember in class, in school, just like, pounding away and like my movements would affect the metal and you just get into the zone you're just like sitting there hammering all day long it's really awesome i really have a connection to metalsmithing so do you remember like what first got you interested in metalsmithing and like when you first were like i want to like go to school for this um yeah i remember the first day that i was like yeah fuck yes i want to do this so I went to, a, I went, I mentioned this in the last one that we did. I don't know if you're going to share that last pod, but. Yeah, we might share it as some extras or whatever, yeah. if we so, can pull this one off. So I went to the school of the, or uh, Los Angeles County High School for the Arts, and it was an art high school, and I was really into painting and photography. Mm-hmm. So I did that, and I ended up getting a scholarship to the School of the Art Institute of Chicago for painting. But I was already getting pretty bored at that point of painting, Mm -hmm. and I was starting to, like, um, dip my toes into sculpture a bit. I just wanted to be more Mm three-dimensional, I think. So my first year of school there, I took... You didn't have to pick a major at SAIC. Um, So I took a bunch of different classes. And one of them, I remember it was... So at SAIC, you walk through the museum like I would cut through the museum to get to my classes because they're like behind the museum in the basement and it was so hard to find it felt like it was the last class in the last hallway all the way in the corner somewhere and it was in the basement was where they did all of the metal arts Mm -hmm. I mean you had to really know where you were going to find this place and it was a tiny room Um, within this already tiny place and I walked in and it's a small space and And I'm just picturing being John Malkovich when they're like in that weird it's so tiny (laughs) it is no it is like that because you walk you find the basement of the back of this museum and you go through like the wood shop and then you have to like make a right make a left go out down these hallways and then like you open the door which all look the same. Yeah. And then you find, and that was the metalsmithing room. And I opened it, and it was tiny, and it was all women. And there was a male instructor at the time, and all women. And it was tiny. So you open it, and you're seeing the whole room. Yeah. And there were chicks with torches. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, whoosh, like fire torches. And they were pounding on metal. And I was like, 
fuck yes, this is what I want to do this class. Yeah. This is the class I want. Yeah. And so that was it. I took my first class and I never left. That's cool. And I ditched painting. That's cool. That must have been cool to walk in there and see that it's all ladies doing all women. that. Because that's not necessarily what you would think off the bat. You yeah, know, it was think all... a bunch of dudes with beards and whatever. Yeah, yeah. it was always all women, too. There was How one... have the hipsters not, like, super latched on to metalsmithing in this shit, right? Like, I don't know. Yeah, this should know. be, like, a given. Well, they couldn't find the room. <laughs> they couldn't get down there. <laughs> <laughs> so I took that metalsmithing class, light metal, so non-ferrous metal metals that don't contain iron and then I would do that and then I would do um, I would like do life um, I would pour bronze and copper yeah. in my foundry class so yeah. I did the two metal things that one was you know I was I made like life size sculpture pieces and poured them that was okay but I really liked doing yeah, didn't you have like a sculpture of your hands or something at your mom's house that were it was, it's like my whole body okay. in different Oh, sections right. look it looks like it's coming out of the ground or sinking into it. yeah, it's like part of my really face cool, right part of my chest my yeah, hand yeah, yeah and it's on the floor yeah the metalsmithing stuff that you've shown me is like really cool you had like a circular knife and a bowl yeah and some funky just art looking like a things fancy bottle opener okay yeah, that was an awesome class. They taught, like, one year you would learn jewelry design, and the next year would just be, like, metal smithing, you know, functional objects. Mm -hmm. So we'd alternate between the two. Man, how cool would it be if people came for camp and made their own knife with you? Yeah. That would be crazy. We could do that. I mean, I don't do blacksmithing, uh -huh. so you wouldn't be able to use it. Like, the knife that I made was made out of brass, and that doesn't hold a sharp edge. Oh, right, so it was It was, it was like, more for looks. Right, okay. But, I mean, yeah, I would totally love to learn how to do that stuff, too. But, you know, I mean, they could make other stuff. Right, right. That would be fun. Yeah, that's cool. You could, like, forge, like, a little tiny nail... Yeah. Make like mini swords. We could make all the nails that we used to build with yeah, you could and slow the process out. down even more. No, oh, yeah. That'd be no. incredible. We're going to make every nail as no. well. No. Yeah. And we're going to make glass. I don't we're like gonna that. We're going to make our idea. own glass. We're going to make our own nails. <laughs> this is perfect. I like where this is going. That's the only thing that um, <laughs> SAIC didn't have was um, um, glass blowing. That'd be fun. To yeah, do. right, right. I really yeah, there's a lot of that do. kind of stuff around here in Vermont. That yeah. Hippie art. Watch out. I mean, I like stuff doing, like stuff that you make with fire. But yeah. anyway, I'm super pumped to yeah. teach metalsmithing. Yeah. That would be really fun. And normally I'm an introvert, but I'm so passionate about metalsmithing that I don't think I would have a problem with that. Yeah. So. I have to figure out, you know, if I'm going to be teaching at, the, at our place here at the studio or if I'm going to go around to other mm -hmm. places in the community and teach it. I definitely want to sell my stuff online, obviously, and wholesale. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just getting in there and, like, actually making things again is so exciting. Yeah, like, what's your dream life? Like, what would your dream life be like? You know, so... You're going to connect, you and your mom are going to build this studio down there. 
Right. Which is going to be really cool. Yes. And that's going to happen in the spring, and that's going to be kind of the start to all this. It's obviously going to take time to you Fingers know get in there and develop crossed. it all. Fingers crossed. Yes. Fingers crossed Fingers that everything crossed. comes together, of course. Yeah. You know, as with any big plans in life, there's all these moving parts. Right. You know, and destiny and ghostiny and all the stuff that we're dealing with all the time come into play so much. It's going to happen. I oh, mean, it's going to happen. I can't, for sure. at this point in my life, I will not take no for an yeah, answer. Yeah, no. I mean, that's if the I whole have thing. to get out yeah. there and build it myself in my, I'm, it's going to freaking happen. Yeah, no, we're moving forward powerfully. You know, we have been since the day we met. For sure. Yeah. We've been moving forward yes. powerfully. Yeah. Right off the bat, deciding to have our son, Wolf Bandit, within the first week of meeting each other, we've, we're off to a hot start, and we're still blazing. We're yeah, still we blazing are. a trail yeah. right through. you got to make a list. Eight years later. How many years later? Eight years later. Yeah, eight years. Yeah. That's incredible. So. Yeah. So, let me hear more. I want to hear more about this vision of your future here. Like, what is the dream life? What is the day-to-day? What is Athena Bandit's just absolute dream world? Being a metalsmith, being a wife, being a mom, being a human here. I mean... <laughs> what is your wildest fantasies? Let's get them on wax no, in the beginning I mean, just of the process here. Being able to just make art. Mm-hmm. Make art and make a living... Do you have a vision of, like, what kind of metalsmithing art you might want? Do you have something that's, like, calling you, like... I don't know anymore. I have to... It's it's been been so long long that I have to get back in touch with that. And I've had to do, like, little things um, here and there. Like, I've had to abbreviate what I learned in school in so much... you know, just to satisfy my creative, uh, you know, my urge to create. So, like, the things that are on my website are such an abbreviated form of what I actually was trained to do that I have to get back in touch and figure out what what it is that I like to do again. Do you remember when you first started doing metalsmithing and first started thinking of things to do? Was there anything, like, in your mind that you did? Like, was there anything from that time that might be interesting to... Um, I mean, that was so long ago. I mean, just the technique of forging I really liked. Yeah. So, I mean, just playing around with that again... Yeah. I really have to get back in there and I'm so freaking excited for you to just be down there, you know, forging away, yeah, doing your e- thing and I just don't like, really, I don't even know what I'm gonna do, but so I know cool. I have to I do it. I, I know that. I have to do it. Yeah. i I mean, this whole t- the time that we've been here, there there's been so many iterations of me like trying to work, you right. know, like in ways that were quiet. You know, because right. we live in a small house, mm-hmm. and a lot of times, a lot of times, the only thing that's separating me from our sleeping child, like now, is like, a curtain. Like this very moment. Like this moment. Yeah. So I've had to do things that were quiet. I've yeah, had you can to, hear Wolfie's sound machine, uh, the white the noise machine. machine, is being picked up by the <laughs> microphone. That's the whooshing sound in the right? background. Um. So I've had to do things that were quiet. I've had to do things that didn't take, that I could pack up away and put it in a drawer, mm-hmm. too. Right. Um, so I've, 
gone through a lot of yeah i remember a lot that. of times you being frustrated because also it's like we live in like a small house that's always exploding with toys and clothes and like drawings and markers and like everything that has to do with just like all the things that go on here and then yeah it's like after dinner like you know we clean up we wash the dishes and then it's like like is there time and like space on the table to like get right. out all your stuff and like set it up right. and like have like what like maybe an hour of time yeah. to like an hour if you try want to, push to it. yeah if you're like laser focused to like you know get it an hour of stuff i think i, I think i think so many people <clears throat> are out there in that same situation of their life where they have a job they have kids and they have this hobby or this passion but like they're like how exactly. the hell do i fucking right. put it together because i feel like you've been doing that really since we've been here i was just yeah i was just gonna say that yeah yeah oh for years i was would look at the end of the day look at everything oh i gotta clean up dinner you know put the kids to bed mm -hmm. bath time clean mm -hmm. up this mess of a house mm -hmm. and i don't have anything left to work on what I really want to do, you know, right. after working 40 hours right. that week. Right. For for years I was I couldn't even think of what that would look like. I didn't even want to try, you uh -huh. know? Uh -huh. Like I didn't even understand. I just didn't even have a I didn't know. Like how where would I even begin to start to do my own thing like it was too overwhelming yeah that i didn't even try i put all my stuff away i put all my stuff away yeah, in a you kind of go through phases where like we'd talk about it and you'd get jacked up about it and you'd go through a thing you'd like get some stuff up online and you did like an etsy yeah. shop and then you had like a thing with a website and you've done different like kind of like pushes right. but it's just really hard to it's like tough. be consistent and make a lot of traction yeah, when you're working 40 hours a week and you have a family or even mm -hmm. if you don't, mm -hmm. it's it's hard. It comes in spurts. You push. I would push really hard, but then that meant that I was neglecting other things and my yeah. life was out of balance. Mm -hmm. I just couldn't. It got to the point where I just couldn't keep a balance anymore. Mm -hmm. And the voice inside me that needed to be creative, I couldn't ignore it anymore. And we were just having so many conversations about how are we going to break me out of jail. Right. Babe, I'm in this nine to five jail. I got to get out. Right. I'm dying. Like, you know, we, it just, I couldn't ignore it anymore. And it became clear that it didn't matter what scenario, what, what configuration I thought of to arrange my life in there right. simply wasn't any yeah, time you had like you had a you had a job where you had a lot of responsibility and it was more engaging but then it was also more drama involved and then you left that for a job that was just like you know a, a receptionist job where you didn't have to take it home with you at all but, but then, then like the it's point? just like you just kind of go mad like the people yeah. that even you were working with I remember you'd just be like, what are these people doing with their lives? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, well, when you don't belong somewhere, it's <laughs> yeah, crazy. Yeah. You're like, when you don't belong somewhere and you're trying to fit there, it just feels like a Twilight Zone episode, you know, where you're just like, God, what the? Did you wake up one day and say you wanted to do this every yeah. day? Like when you were a kid and people ask you what you want to do, 
Is this what you said? A medical receptionist. No, it's not. (laughs) I think that all the time. I Really, I would. Like, I would think about that. People would ask me, what do you want to be when you grow up? Yeah. It was always an art job. What did you want to be when you were a kid? I mean, I said I wanted to be an illustrator. Did you? Yeah. That's so cool. But that's... I mean, I I was always artistic, but that was like me being a kid asking like what does it mean when you want to draw all the time and my mom would be like an illustrator yeah i used to say i wanted to be a mechanical engineer because that's (laughs) what my uncle chris was yeah and but i don't even really know what that meant and like i was always terrible at school and math and everything so that was definitely not what i was ever gonna be but it's so funny because my other uncle was a you know, my uncle Steve Laffler was doing comics and stuff. And, like, I don't know. For some reason, I never really knew that you could be an artist as a profession. I yeah. Don't know. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> that's cool that you knew that when you were a kid. I always knew that. Yeah. But, yeah, I was tired of walking around in a Twilight Zone episode at work. And I knew I had to get out. Yeah. It really fucks with you, because I've watched you go through this whole thing, because, like, when we met, like, you were working as a paralegal, and, you know, you didn't, you were actually thinking more about being, like, a production designer, you know, doing, like, background design. Yeah, when I went back to, well, so, SAIC, I did my bachelor's in two and a half years, which is ridiculously fast. And you keep saying that. What is that? That's the Art Institute of Chicago? SAIC, the School of the Art Institute of Chicago. Oh, it sounds so crazy. I kept trying to, I'm like, It's so long, just SAIC. Yes, too much. It's not one of the art institutes, (laughs) the chain schools. Okay, right, right, right. the museum in Chicago. Yeah. With the two lions out front, which... You want to hear a crazy story? I think I've already told you this. I mean, we've told each other everything already, Mm. but the listeners haven't heard this. Okay. In high school, I had an art class, and we we had a project where we were doing pointillism, Mm -hmm. and the teacher had, like, a bin of all of these just images that you could choose from to do, Mm -hmm. and I picked out one, and I did it, and I didn't know what it was, but I completed it, and it looked amazing. Mm Mm-hmm. It was the School of the Art Institute of Chicago. Yeah, that's a funny twist of destiny. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, Yeah, you're good at drawing realistically. You're much better at realistic drawing than I am. I am pretty good at it. You showed Wolfie a drawing that you had done the other day, and he was very impressed. He was like, didn't he say it was better than I would do or whatever? Yeah, he said, that's better than Dad. He frequently will tell me. It is better than Dad. He'd be like, that's better than yours, Dad. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah... Yeah, funny twist of things. Yeah, but yeah, I've I've like, you know, watched you, you know, go through these jobs because we decided to have a family and so, you know, we had to make money the best ways that we can and, you know, since I was already established for me that was continuing to do freelance illustration once we moved here. And for you, that was kind of patching together whatever jobs you could find and us kind of trying to figure out, like, what we were doing here and who we were here and who we were together and who we were as parents and just, like, putting our whole life together, kind of, like, really literally from a tent from the ground up, from cutting down trees, from digging holes in the ground, literally from the ground up. Um, And I've watched you go through... You know, all these different things that, you know, the average person goes through. Not, I mean, not our situation, but, like, just, like, job-wise. Like, yeah. going to try to find a job and, like, then trying to find a better job. And, like, this doesn't fit my life. Like, 
there's no time off, like, if I miss a sick day, I'm, like, in danger of getting fired, like, you know, or, like, if I take a sick day with my kids, like, you know, you've gone through so many jobs, and, like, I don't know, it's so hard, like, the, like, jobs that the average person in this country works, I mean, I know we're very fortunate to live in this country and stuff, but, like, like, the corporate, I don't know if the, like, I feel like probably in the old days, you know, it was, like, when our parents were kids, maybe stuff was a little better because it was more localized or something, but the corporatization of everything, like, they expect you, you get, like, one day off for the holidays, and, like, it's just all so ridiculous, and the jobs are all so soul-crushing, they don't, it doesn't take into account anything about who you are and what you're doing in your life, and, like, you know... Your bosses just expect you to show up and sacrifice your entire life for this, like, corporate entity. It's true. And it's just, like, it's madness. And, like, it's true. They, you get... they, like what what do you have left? Like, after, after, you know, doing that for months and months and months and, like, you know, I think I've just been shocked to see, like, how, you know, you'd have to be absolutely so focused and on point to transcend that you know like it's so hard to get yourself out of that situation you know god bless anybody that has a has a full-time job and is able to you know like make a career and get themselves out of there on their own like you know we've really been working as a team and finally we're at the point where we've broken you out of job john that's the most exciting thing that we've ever done i know i don't i don't i would not have been able to do it without your support really it's so i don't I mean, yeah, props to people who can do that. It's yeah, tough. people that are, like, single parents yeah, and, like, fuck. doing this shit. And that it's is, like, oh, my God, like, we are, like, little... together. And, like, you know, we both work. And, like, we can, you know, it's like, my God, it's, it's yeah, hard. It like, leaves very little room to do anything else but that job. Yeah. It really is so hard. So. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't have been able to do it without your help. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I think that's... I think from the beginning when we got when we got together we're you know very much on this mutual journey of like hey we're gonna go I had the land of Vermont we're gonna go here we're gonna do this wacky do-it-yourself lifestyle it's gonna be low overhead and the whole thing is to have the most creative freedom the most freedom of destiny and just like to be who we want to be you know i think as an artist like creative freedom is obviously like the most coveted thing you could have right yeah and that's so exciting i mean when we first got together and we talked about this stuff it's one thing to make plans and talk about it and yeah that sounds great and i think at least for me there's a part that's like you don't really know if that's going to happen mm-hmm. or what it's going to look like mm-hmm. when it's happening and you're just kind of like yeah sure awesome that sounds great it all sounds great you know yeah but here we are like 8 years later and it's actually starting to happen yeah. to me yeah like i feel like you've been living your creative destiny yeah i've definitely been living my dream while. since i graduated college like i fully went in like right. in my own great crazy wacky super extreme way yeah and just like forced myself to live the dream from the minute i left school right you didn't make any compromises no, and you were no. like i'm fucking doing it but like very severe like yes, you know, I know. <laughs> like you definitely are. like i i feel like 
most people could actually extreme. do the same thing, but they they just wouldn't want to, right? Like, right. So, <laughs> bro, I don't know. Whatever the case is, you did it. Yeah. And it's finally, it's starting. Our plans are starting to happen to me, and now it's like, oh my god, wow. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. It's exciting to know that like we're actually doing the all of the planning that we've talked about and all of the, you know, millions of lists we've done and calendars we've gotten out and, you know, marked up, like, and talked about, like, now it's finally happening. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. So now it's like, wow, it's very empowering to feel. I mean, I think that's something that with us moving here and, like, my experience here that, I'm realizing, like, wow, like we're doing what we're say, we're, what we say we're doing, we're we're doing it. Yeah, we're putting it into action, and that's really empowering. Yeah, you know. Well, I just had this thought that, like, it's almost like you know, like you're not, you're really, you don't really start to figure out who you are until you like, kind of like leave home and like start to support yourself right that's like the first phase of kind of like development sure, right first of phase, like yeah. of like when you're off on your own like for me it was like going to college yeah. and like going out there and like you know you really start to develop in these new ways because you've left the nest you're out of your parents house you know you're off on your own as an individual in the world alone you're not going to call your parents if something you know you're 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 off somewhere probably you know i feel like it's also like the next thing of that is like when you transcend having to go to a nine to five job to work for somewhere else, right? Work for someone else. That's like one phase of development. Now you're in this new phase where like you're out there kind of floating in the universe and you're like, it's 100% up to me to make this thing happen or it's not going to happen. And I'm going to have to go back to working towards someone else's goals again you know like mm -hmm. you're out there and you're like wow it's all up to me now now you get to really see what you're made of now you get to see who you really are and like what it takes to pull this off and as we know with all the challenges that we've been through since we've taken on all these crazy you know destiny related challenges in our life of like now you're going to have to evolve into this new version of yourself you're going to shed the skin you're in right now over the next couple of years and in two, three years, you're going to be a totally different version of yourself, you know, that's, yeah. you know, that's, that's, that's figured all these things out. That's, you know, put it together and that's, you know, really closer to, you know, making a living as a metalsmith. Yeah. I feel like that's like a, the easy, that's going to be an easier phase mm -hmm. because we've gone through, I've gone through so many I've shed a oh, roofy oh, stirring, guys. Stirring over there. Oh, okay. Guys, audience members, be quiet. Okay. This is real. This These is are parents real. at the kitchen yeah, table. Don't fuck this up. Doing a podcast yeah. while their kids sleeping. Yeah. All right, he's calm down. <laughs> okay. This is so much more of like an this official podcast than like the last one was like our drunken revelries this and we'll share exciting. that too. But this one is like a very professional. Right, I kept it. The last one I was like, I drank a bottle of wine. Yeah, we were saucing. Was, we're saucing right now, babe. Cheers, babe. We do much. have a little, we got a little, I got a little whiskey flowing. You got a little brisky going. All right. You know? So what I was saying was that, I mean, this next phase of me, you know, 
doing my thing and it's up to me 100%, that's going to be in the walk in the park, a walk in the park because, and it's by design. I took that last job I had answering the phone for eight hours a day. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. That like was soul crushing. I know when you said you I were doing do that, that, I was like, wow. And you're like, no, it's gonna I mean, be good because it's like mindless. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, this sounds insane. So the last the job I had before that was like super rewarding and fantastic, and it was for a nonprofit, and I was making lots of money for a nonprofit, yeah. and it, I was a marketing and development director, but it had nothing to do with what I wanted to do. So eventually that, in its own way, was like... Because for a little bit, you were like, oh, I'm going to stay here for 10 years and like yeah. do this and this and that. and like. Uh, the thing is, you can't ignore yourself. Yeah. Because so, I think you start to come apart. You sort of start yeah. to go insane. You forget like the essence of who you are. It's that voice inside you. Some people are better at ignoring it than others. I am not that good at ignoring that little voice inside me that says, you're not supposed to be doing this. What are you doing with your life? This is your only shot and you're fucking it up. I'm not good at ignoring that voice. That happens within like the first five minutes of the situation (laughs) to me. (laughs) But the last, this last job, I mean, I've done so many jobs that were not me. And this last one was like the straw that broke the camel's back. I mean... I can't go back. I know. I will. I refuse to go back to a regular job. I will make a living now. You know, as doing my own art, I've, I've, I've done it all. I'm yeah. thirty. How old am I? Thirty. Thirty-seven. Forty-eight. Fifty-eight. Mm-hmm. Two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm old enough where I don't need these people consistently think you're like 25 which blows my mind yeah yeah oh yeah oh yeah everybody at work they're like I thought you were 22 I was like so crazy young people think you're their age which is crazy yeah I probably sound really young too I don't know I don't see it you look like it is an old bag (laughs) 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 like an old bag of kids from here I'm just, old kidding. Bag of kids. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's just a good desktop. Uh, you, you look radiant in this candlelight. Good First one, of babe. all, you're glowing. You look radiant. <laughs> Your teeth are beautiful, just perfectly straight and white. Thank and you. And you are the woman that I chose to spend my entire life with and very happily. So I'm in love with you in every way. Thank you. Yay. <laughs> I think that was so nice that. On the last one we were talking about that, you know, we fell very madly in love with each other instantly and had a kid. Like, we started getting pregnant, like, the first week. True. And, you know, very, very hot and heavy and just perfect in the beginning, you know, sleeping in heaven on on angel pillows and just, like, (laughs) sex all the time. Whoa, 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 whoa. You know, just, like... Don't embarrass really me. Really coming all over the Keep place. Keep it PG, man. Okay, coming all over them. What? Places. Don't talk about that. And, <laughs> um, but. Don't make me make this podcast be over, babe. Okay. Um, and then, you know, we went, we've gone through insane challenges where we've both been like, I don't know if this is going to work. Like, I think we should get divorced. Like, 
we should get divorced. We're, we're getting divorced. Like we never you know, said we're getting. I mean, divorced. we never said we're. But like you know, especially you, whose parents are divorced. Like that. That's like your, as your biggest fear. Like that. Like for a certain amount of time, with the major challenges we we're facing here, was like a specter over you, and like would really like come up and like be something that we had to reckon with. You know, and I'm sure lots of people have stuff like that happen, you know, but like, yeah. but, but now, you know, seven years later, eight years later eight of, years. Of, of, of being together and stuff, like we're, we're more in love than ever True. before. I and know. like, I've, I just like love that. I feel like. Let's get married again. Cause I feel like the, like we've gone through these things, but they've all been super real challenges. Like, Shh, don't wake up <clears throat> Like, one of the things I always think is, like, life is going to give you crazy tests and crazy challenges no matter what you do with your life, whether they're mental or physical or situational or whatever. Like, there's going to be drama. Yeah. But, but you like, have to be able to hear those messages and signals, too. Totally. Some but, like, you that. mind that that's what tells me, like, you might as well go all in on your shit. Because, like, you're going to go through challenges anyway. They should be meaningful so that once you've conquered them, yeah. they're, like, um, it's, like, amazing. And you, like, like, our relationship is so strong for the things we've gone through. Like, yeah. I don't think we there's anything the we couldn't go through. No. I can trust you. Like, I know we both know each other's strengths and weaknesses. And we've seen every inch in internally and externally of each other <laughs> we really have we've turned ourselves inside out with each other it's true it really is and true. Done, it's this and, experience did you know that and lived in first world second world oh. third world settings let me ask you this question mr okay. podcaster yep, flip it around did you think that we were going to go through all of this when we moved here when you embarked on this journey of building this house did you think the person that you were going to be with that you were going to go through turning each other inside out like we have did you think that was going to happen i didn't know the depths of it yeah you know um i like i said on the last one like i think there is a there is a component to my personality that really likes to test things and push things to their breaking points um to 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 know if it's real to see what's in there like to get to the core of something to gut it out you know like you that's that definitely part of the process for sure Oh, really? Um, yeah, like, you know, like, I've lived with, like, multiple girlfriends. Like, I would just jump in and be like, oh, see if it's real, you know? Like, and that's like, you know, I definitely did not want to break our relationship, you know? But I think, yeah, I knew we were going going to go through really big challenges. I knew you especially because you hadn't, because I had been through, you know, the experience of moving into the woods in a tent in the winter and, like, building my building my cabin the first time. Mm-hmm. So I had been through like a, this on my own, you know, I knew it was going to be a different experience and I knew that you didn't know what you were going to get yourself into, but no, I didn't know, but no, I didn't, I could only think about it in terms of what I had been through and like with past girlfriends and then like with my cabin and just like kind of amalgamating it all in my mind. But like, no, I didn't know, but I think it's. 
I don't know. I think it's all been beautiful. I mean, like, it's been it ugly. Been. It's been bloody. It's been terrible. You bloody. Know, it's, we didn't I mean, not, like, like metaphorically, not like, <laughs> okay. not like, this has been like blood and guts. Like, we've, like, it's literally, true. like, pulling water out of the brook and, like, yeah. you know, oh hiking God, up into so the woods hard. to go to the bathroom. Yeah. And, like, you know, we have, I, I have this part of me and it drives you nuts. And I always say it. I'm always like, but babe, still, even oh, now. Are you going to f- yeah, fucking go, say that? Yeah, I go, I go, even. Even living in a tent here, we are like live. We're better off than like most of the people that have ever even existed on this planet. Like I really do have like this weird like like this weird abstract like really big picture perspective, which is part of like, which is a huge part of like what allows me to be me. You know, Mm -hmm. and that kind of drives you nuts when I go to that perspective. But I always do think about that. But like, so I knew that we were going to do some stuff that would break most people. But I don't know. I, always, I well, think I, I always think, think what irritates me about, sorry, yeah, yeah, you're go. using that, that phrase, that yeah. metaphor. Yeah. Cause we're in the in between. I don't, I, it frustrates me because it's either let's just live in a goddamn tent. <laughs> like we're camping all the time or let's live in a finished house. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. can do one yeah. or the other, yeah. but we're in the middle right. and the middle, no, we've been in the middle, the middle bugs long. me. Yeah. I love camping. Yeah. How many times when we go camping, I'm like, I could no, do this camping. forever. Yeah, I could do camping. this forever. I yeah. love it. Yeah. yeah. No, three I plates, agree. Even for me, three plates, three cups. No, I can wash them done. Yeah. I love it. I don't yeah. have to clean up the house. I love yeah. it. I just realized I don't like being in the middle. No. So and that's what go- bugs yeah. me about that. Yes. No. And it's, I know, I get it. And it's maddening. It's craziness yeah. because that's my perspective, you know. I get it. And yeah, but like. But we're tough. What you're saying yes. is that we're tough as hell. We're really tough. And we have been even... in the middle for too long and that's why we're making a big commitment this year. We are. To do, a, do, do it. To really double the size of our house. Yes. You know, that's going to happen this year. Oh, it has yeah. to happen. Did you tell them how the tiny our house is kids now? Kids are blasting out of their spaces. It's 500 kids square feet. Kids are like feet. every day, it's like running and bouncing off the walls, 500 square feet. Yeah. Basically, I have a New York City apartment. For four people. For four people here. Two of them are children. It would be very posh if we were on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. Oh, God, I can't imagine living in the city again. But, you know. Yeah, no, we're going to kill it. I I didn't know coming here. I didn't even know where Vermont was, first of all. Right. And I didn't know... I, it's beautiful. I didn't know how tough I really am. See, that's the real shit. That's what I love about it. Because I, I want to be tough. I think mental toughness is lacking in most people that like I meet and stuff. And I think like that's the major component in like being able to live your dreams and fulfill your destiny and all stuff. It's like, you know, these heroes journeys and stuff. They all are about mental toughness and overcoming these challenges and all that. And I love that. I'm such a romantic, I think, in that way that I really, truly believe yeah. in that. And I think it's totally real. And that's, that's like, that's why we like to put people through the ringer at Ghost Scout Training yeah. Camp with all the physical labor. And it's like, you have to prove yourself. You have to earn it's it. You true. have to become, I want the people, I want myself to constantly be, be becoming the better version of myself, oh, becoming absolutely. the more powerful version of myself. And I want never the people, never I want over. the people in my life to be doing the same thing. It's you true. Know? That's why, you know, taking this leap of faith 
And our whole thing has been a leap of faith. Absolutely. All we do is we're just leaping all over the place. We're leaping around like a fucking bunch of frogs, <laughs> humping, just leaping and, humping and jumping. I mean, that's how we started was just a leap. But yeah. this leap here of doing my own thing, you trusting in me that I'm going to, I'm going to show up and I'm going to do it. Don't fuck it up. You know, me trusting myself that I'm going to do it. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> I just um, my stupid jokes. But going through this experience, you know, having to chip away at, with an axe at the brook to get yeah. water out every yeah. fucking day for yeah. months on end. Yeah. Having to, you want to take a bath? Oh, I got to get like five pots of boiling water together to go and do it. Like all of these inconveniences. But think about this. Have though, made like, me so tough yeah. and have made this. What I'm doing now, yeah. and not be, not scare me. Yeah, I'm fine You're now. A tough I can old do bitch. it. You're a tough old bitch. Let's do it. I can't settle <laughs> no. anymore. I'm a tough old bitch. You're a tough old bitch. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, I just had a. You gotta I was gonna say. just go I out totally and get forgot. it. You yeah. gotta get what's yours. Yeah. No, that's. I mean, that's all that we ever talk about, really. On you the have podcast to show up. And, yeah. And you have to do it. Yeah. What were you um, going to say? I don't know. I had something that tied in, but then I totally fucking slipped my mind. Because you were I'm, laughing at your my, own jokes? My brain is tired. Oh. Um, I know. These kids whooped our butts today. Yeah, we had a real family day today. Oh, we God. had a real family day. Where we <laughs> couldn't even... The kids didn't even want to do the fun stuff. And no. we couldn't even get their clothes on. We could have like said being we're... being a parent is madness. We could have said we're going to Disneyland insane. today. Yeah. And they didn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> um... I can't remember what else I was gonna say. Um, what else did you want to say? What do you want to talk about? I don't know. I'm pumped. I just, I, I think, I don't know. People need to just, I, I don't know what I want to talk about. Didn't I talk about it all? Yeah. I'm just excited. Yeah. I'm excited to stop living my fake job life. Yeah. And start re- living my real life. Mm-hmm. And going out and doing it. Yeah. What are you most excited about going forward? Like, feeling totally free. Like, what are you most excited about? Just being able to be here. Yeah. I don't know what it looks... I mean, I've been here for three weeks, but... Um, just being able to like see the property and like know what it looks like during the day here. <laughs> it sounds funny, but yeah. I'm in an office. Yeah. I don't know what it looks like until like five o'clock at night. Yeah, no, that's what's funny, and we always talk about is like our even though we're we're married and we live together and you know we we live this life together. I'm here ninety percent of the time, like literally in the house or in the woods or on the property, just like living this like idyllic like you know drawing and just being in the woods and obviously going through all the like normal like tribulations with the kids and all this shit but but then you're off like having to go drive to an office and do that and then come back and it's our lives are actually the quality of our lives have been drastically different. different like my time has never been my own time right never right it's i mean since we got together and had kids like it's i'm all 
I'm my time has always belonged to somebody else. Yeah. God, that's so sad to say that. Now you're at that next level. Yeah. You've transcended the thing of where your time is for somebody else. Now your time is for you. Now it's my time. I now think I a lot of people. I it. think the reason a lot of people stay in their dead end fake jobs is because they are scared of floating out in the universe oh, and right, going. Yeah. It is one hundred percent up to me. There's no excuses. I have to get up tomorrow morning and start living my dream life. It's a hundred percent my responsibility. Yeah. If yes. I fail, it's, it's all on me. You it's know, true. That's so true. Because that gets me jacked. Like That's that so is what makes me like when when like we get in situations like this. I'm like, I start licking my lips. This is I when know. I'm at my best. I'm like, ooh, our back's up against the wall. Let's fucking do this. Yeah, like I true. get fucking jacked on this shit. You do. People, yeah. That That's what true. I love about camp. That's what I love about Ghost Scout Training Camp because a bunch of fucking strangers who don't know each other show up and they expect us to put on a miracle show. They're like, Ghost Scout Training Camp, this is going to change my life. This is going to be mysterious. Right. This is going to be magical. And we have to deliver and we do deliver for every camp, for everybody that comes here. And yeah. it's like, it's like the minute that they get here, it's like, oh my God. It's, I have to fucking make this thing happen. <laughs> All the counselors have to make this thing it's happen true. or it's not going to happen. From the like, I love that. From it the jacks me up. You know, the ones that come here with tons of shit. Yeah. And they have to hike it all the way up there. Yeah, yeah, and it's tons just of like, gear. Yeah, yeah, tons of gear. Yeah. And it starts. It's like, well, it started. You, yeah. you have, you're making it happen for yourself. Yeah, now. it's all I know, on I know, you. I know. The whole thing is made like that. I, I know. know. They come and they unload their cars, and it's like, oh, I yeah, have to carry all that up. Yeah. I know, it's so funny. I'm so enamored with work ethic. Like, I'm so in love with work ethic. I have such, like, a, a place, like, I think that's, like, the gold standard, you know, like, people that people that are all about work ethic. Like, I realized this, like, maybe a couple years ago, that everybody through who comes through Ghost Scout Training Camp goes, I never expected that we were going to work this hard and this much. Uh-huh. And I always thought, oh my God, that is such a compliment. That is the biggest compliment. <laughs> that is so great. And then the other, and then, and then in like they a year mean, or two like ago. They mean like physical labor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A year or two I go, a year or two I realized like, oh man, they might be like just complaining and saying like, fuck man, I didn't expect we were going to work <laughs> this much. That was really surprising, but not necessarily in a good way. You know, and like I think that everybody does appreciate it, but like it just dawned on me. Like I'm so... I, I think like that, like if you told me like, I've never worked so hard in my life. Oh my God. Like I didn't think that was going to happen. Like, fuck yeah, that's, that's the funny. greatest, you know, like, cause to me, that's what I'm trying to do for people. But like, yeah. it's so funny cause there are different types of people that come through camp and some people get the work ethic thing and they just like love it. And some people I think like don't get it. And I don't know if they come around or get it eventually, but like, I think some people come through and just continue to resent the amount of like physical labor but like to me, but that's, don't they get the connection? I don't think that everybody does. I realize that. I used to think that it would sh everybody would get it, but now I realize like, oh wow, some people actually don't. Because then I realize like, because then I'll see some people come through, and like they never apply work ethic, and like they're just still in the same place as yeah, when there they must came be, here. There's like, like it's a, like oh, yeah. oh, they don't like they care about work ethic. There must like, there's like a wall that they must put up where the, you don't give yourself in completely to all of the work that you have to do there yeah. and like go through all that stuff yeah. in your head and then yeah. realize god if i can 
do this, then I can sit and draw and do whatever it is I have to do to get get to. Yeah, well, that's I the thing. Go. I'm like, if, there if, is if a, you can work this hard relate. for here at camp within the camp paradigm of like me pushing you every day to do this, you should be able to walk out of here and do the same amount of work for yourself, right? That's my thought process because that's what right. happened to me with Eb. Yeah. I was like, this guy's working so fucking hard. If I can work that hard, I was already a really good worker, really good work ethic. But when I when I started building up with Eb on Mystery Mountain, that's when it really clicked. When I was like, this guy eats, he he fucking he works, he eats, sleeps, and just works on his house. Like he yeah. goes to work and just works. He wouldn't do anything else. And I was like, this guy's a machine. Like if this guy's doing this, I saw that and it just all came together. Right. I go, I can do anything I want. I it's just have true. to be like this. I just but, have yeah. to be a fucking machine. Oh. I have to be a Terminator. And that's what we try to, and I don't expect everybody to feel exactly the same way, but I feel like if, if they participate in that, at least they know, Hey, I have this higher gear that I can kick into. I can go in Terminator mode. I can fucking make this happen. Mm -hmm. You know, like, no, that's true for me. Yeah. I wanted to say that reminds me our last conversation that I wanted to touch more on this, but mm -hmm. the connection between the physical labor and everything that comes with that and doing what it is that you want to do with your life mm -hmm. they really are they are one and the same um because moving here and everything that i had to go through to move here you know getting rid of a lot of my belongings mm -hmm. um coming to an unfamiliar place mm -hmm having to go through the postpartum depression, just being in my outside of my comfort zone and all that that means, all that that meant for me here, you know, living in a small space, not having like, I don't know, just, you know, living in a, in a house that's half, half finished, half finished yeah. for so long, yeah. not having basic amenities like hot running water and all of those things that made all of those things and how uncomfortable I was with that, you know, that really I've pushed myself to another level and another level and another level of trying to deal with and understand that, like, why am I having such a hard time being here? Why is it so hard for me to get rid of all my belongings? Why am I so attached to all of these things and ideas of what I thought my life should be like and yeah. what I thought it would be like? Like, yeah. why is that so hard for me? Yeah. And going through that... Like the weird narratives that you set for yourself can be, like, limiting. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Being pissed as hell that I have to go down in the winter and chip away at the brook to get water out to bathe and cook with yeah, you know i mean yeah. not cook we bathed with it yeah, and washed, washed and cooked washed yeah, and yeah yeah not yeah washed with and... no we would only cook with our pee <laughs> <laughs> but you know and i am it's sterile <laughs> it is we drink it <laughs> um i am listening to life yeah and at, you know, I'm my eyes are open and I'm hearing things and I'm asking myself, why am I so pissed at this? Yeah, that's you know, and start to think about that and break that down. Yeah, you know, that's what makes 
that's what makes going for my dreams and my creative destiny easier and something that I know that I can do. Yeah. Because I've gone through eight years of this. No, we've been this. in so many situations where, right? like, like how a... many times in our life have you been like, we can't do that, we can't do this, we can't live like that, we can't keep doing that, and then you go, right. you go, oh my God, no, I've been like, you know... I can do doing this. Doing this for two years now, I guess I can do it. You know, yeah. and you go, oh, wow, like... And then that's, that's for me, the thing that really connects where I trip out and go like, wow, like humans existed for this long doing this and that and this. And I go like, I don't know. I feel like people don't give themselves the opportunity. They don't like, they don't, they live, they like, they underestimate the potential of what they can go through. And they just go like, well, I could live my dream, but like. They look at it and they go, I don't know what that would look like. And that, you know, hey, I could go live in this cheaper place, but that would be kind of a hardship and all this stuff. And like, I can't imagine that. And then I'm just going to stick with what's comfortable. But then no, that's like a lifetime of, of, of basically it's slavery, true. right? It's of like, true. not slavery, slavery, but like, but like soul slavery. Like if human beings are creative animals in an infinite universe where like your destiny is to explore who you are and your experience and your creativity but then you are actually signing up to for a lifetime of like indentured servitude making money to pay bills to just exist for like some corporate entity that is it's like soul slavery right it's like you're never like right now you're saying like you're just now at the point where you're like wow i'm free now i get to start exploring really who i am on my own yeah you know because i feel like for me my life really started when i left college and I started going, okay, now I make my life. You know, that's when you really find out who you are. I don't think you know who you are if you are, if someone else tells you what to do every day. I don't think you, because you're not like, if you're, like, if someone can go, no, you can't do that, no, you can't do this, or if you have to go, well, I could do this, but that wouldn't work for my work or my boss or my, how would that look or how would that, you know, that wouldn't work, I couldn't do that, you know, you're not you yet. Right. I mean, I think that you're unique in a way that you were able to be in a mainstream setting and say and and see something else. I think it's really hard for I, I'll speak for myself only yeah. to be in Hollywood, California, mm-hmm. and I've always been I've always liked to be anti-mainstream and do things that are against the current. But, I mean, still, I was living in L.A., living a conventional life in my comfort zone, and it was really hard for me to think outside of my comfort zone. It was only until we embarked on this journey together where I started to break down all of my old self and be able to stop listening to and seeing you know all of the things that should i should be this i yeah, should like be that with your insecurities yeah. i should have already been expectations right. i should have already been here by now yeah i should have already oh accomplished God, that's a this killer for people. it's a killer that's what killed that killed me yeah i should have already done this by now i should already i should be already be able to pay these bills yeah i should have this position at this job you know it's only until I, I just had to go through my own journey and be outside. Literally, I needed to be 
taken out of my comfort zone to another geographical swept location. Off your com- I swept you, you right swept, off your comfort you zone. You swept babe. me off my comfort zone. It's true. But, I mean, I'm all the better for it. I'm glad that we did this and that we are doing it because I can do anything now. Yeah. I'm stronger for it. Yeah. So what are the most... Do you feel like we've covered the like this part of the what you wanted to talk about, or was there more like future things or present things or that you wanted to? Was there any other thoughts you had about that? What we didn't cover in the last one we tried to do? Um, no, I mean I feel like because we, we talked a lot about our marriage and like how we yeah. met and stuff, and like that'll make fun a little bit extras. Yeah. I mean we have so much of that to talk about too but um no i mean yeah i just i just think it's really interesting that the journey that happened from living the type of lifestyle that we have now and we talked about that a bit how much it's like changed me and like all of the do you think people don't want to change like it's nice to be comfortable i don't i think just like i said in the last one what did I say? Looking, if I could look into the future and see all of the hardships and everything that I had to go through, you sort of in like a fast forward kind of motion, right. I might have been scared off by it and said, no, thank you. Right. But now that I'm on the other side of it, I am so happy. Right. I am, I am more fulfilled now and I feel like I have clearer vision for what's important to me. Yeah. And what is important in life. Yeah. That I would not change a thing. So I feel like people... I think culture tries to keep people scared yeah. of changing and evolving. I yeah. think that's a big part of it. They're like, you don't want to be seem weird. You don't want to... You don't want to like... I mean... Because that's one of the things that I know, I've experienced and I know you have too. Is like when you're doing something that's very unorthodox, a lot of people will get very uncomfortable with it. Yeah, when I tell people at my last job that we don't poop, we don't have a flush toilet, yeah. and we poop in a composting toilet, they're like, "What?" And then we're in Vermont, it's like, and I'm like, like, "Yeah, don't you think course. it's weird that you're, like, you're... pooping my pig's mouth?" And they're like, "What? Tell me more about it." Yeah. And I'm like, "Don't you think it's kind of weird that you're pooping in clean water when some people can't even drink clean water, mm-hmm, right. and you're taking a shit in it?" Right. They are. They don't think about it. That's weird. Right. That's no, I fu- think that's, that's the, one of up. the weirdest things in our culture is that. Why we do go we to the poop in clean water? water? It's so weird. We should be pooping in gray water at least. It's definitely at least. Yeah, and the so, fact that yeah, all our waste needs to be pumped out of the septics and gone and treated somewhere oh, and then the, dumped in yeah. clean water again. Yeah. It's like insane. It's, it's insane. all crazy. But that's, people don't even think about no, it. No, that's, that's the, the other thing, thing yeah. I was going to think about. I was going to say. <laughs> Here we go. It's I was gonna, all right. <laughs> babe, hit that drink, babe. Crack hit that, that sauce, babe. Um, we, so people don't give themselves enough credit to yeah. follow through with things yeah. and get past the hard part mm-hmm. man you can do it you mm-hmm. can get past that shitty hard part and it is so much better on the other side and also people don't follow through things through so like with like the pooping in the clean water mm-hmm. scenario like people don't think about the chain of things like yeah. what does that mean where that does I'm, it go where does it go yeah. and then what happens after that yeah and what does that mean that i'm like 
putting all these chemicals into the earth. Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. people don't follow the chain of things and realize that everything's connected. Mm -hmm. People don't bother. People don't bother. They yeah, are no, just I think comfortable. things are very disconnected. I yeah. think for sure. I think like just yeah, epidemically there's like disconnections and in our culture we want to like isolate issues and like ruin people for one thing they said and like i don't know there's just over the cr whole i think across the board there's like a lack of like trying to understand the systemic connection of everything and like yeah you know and i think oh sorry yeah yeah no that's but I, and living in this tiny house yeah. in the setup that we have with the plumbing setup that we have yeah it's forced me to think about that in, okay, yeah, that's, in that's, really simple yeah, terms, yeah. but then also in really broad terms. Like we have a garden outside our house, but the pipe, our gray water pipe, you know, because we're on an incline, will go into the garden. So it's like, oh, I better be washing with, you know, natural soaps. Right. And things like that. Right. And then it's like, I don't know, it just makes you think about yeah. everything else. Like, yeah. I just, I like following the breadcrumbs and That was my about romantic ideal things. of, like, building something from scratch. Is like, then you'd really have to, like, be conscientious of it all, think about it all, know how it all worked. Like, that's definitely part of the romanticism of it for me. Yeah. Well, it worked because I think about other things. Yeah, yeah. No, it's cool. And I think it, like, makes you more human, like, to do these things that are fundamental to, like, human existence. Like, one of the things that struck me when I started to connect with, like, Ebb and people that were more capable of doing things for themselves is just, like, how disconnected, like, people, the average person is where you have to hire. We live in such a service economy where you have to hire everything like one thing goes wrong and you have to hire somebody to fix it in your own house when it's like you know shouldn't you wouldn't you want to know how to do more of those things for yourself and like wouldn't knowing those things like kind of build your character more and like make you feel more capable and self-confident and like i don't know i think i think just like we said there's a disconnection with like the systemic you know, anything, right? Taste systemic racism, systemic uh, environmental impact, all these things that people, systemic political stuff, like our culture is so disconnected. And then also more than ever, people are more disconnected from just like where they get their food, where their waste goes, what's in the, what's built into their house. What, you know, where did their iPhone come from? Like, I think there's a real connection between the disconnection of everything. Right. And like, mm -hmm. You know, I think for me, it made sense to kind of slow things down. Like, you know me, I'm like, the only way I can function is if things are like very simple and like slowed down. Like I get like, I'm so ADD that I'll get lost in details and lost in fast paced things. And like, for me, it made much more sense to like slow down, be in the woods, be building our own thing, like kind of figuring it out, thinking it through. I mean, like to me... I am an animal on this magical planet and I want to enjoy my experience here. I don't want to have an arbitrary shelter. I want to have a meaningful shelter. You know, it's yeah. like those are all the things that I started to realize, you know, when I really stopped and think what kind of life did I want, what kind of quality of life. And it's not even like, am I doing it the right way or the wrong way or am I doing it well? Or of course I thought that I could build like this picturesque, you know, tiny house that everybody would love and oh my god this is great 
and share it on the internet but it's like it's more than that it's really about just like going through the process of like living your life and like learning and being present in things and like it just being a meaningful a meaningful personal passionate endeavor that to me is the whole point of being a person it's not about like can i get it now can i get it yesterday do i have the newest version of it it's like this weird compet people get caught up in this weird competitive culture that actually has nothing to do with who they are or what their goals are and they've never even realized it and mm -hmm. i think most people kind of live like that and when i realized that that just like made me really not care about anything else but just really m enjoying my experience as an animal on this magical planet mm -hmm. you know and like i love that you somehow got connected up with me and got like into this wacky journey and like we've been doing it because i think we've been totally killing it and like you know, we haven't done it in the prettiest, most idyllic way. You know, most people still come here, you know, seven years later and go like, what the fuck are these guys doing? But you it know. is, it is beautiful. It's so in beautiful. the way, you know, in between you and I, because you, we can see everything that we've done here. Sometimes, I guess, you know, I built a lot in myself. Yeah. And you've built a lot in yourself. Yeah. You just That's can't the see thing. it. Yeah, it's like you're building who you are. You're building your character. I mean, is your character... If everything in your life is upgradable and disposable and, 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 and uh, all about how many other people are validating it, you know, how is that stable? How is that sustainable? How is that real? How right. is that tangible? You know, yeah, all the things not. that we're doing... We're choosing to do it, we're going in, and we're hashing it out, you know? And, like, the whole idea was to kind of pay our dues up front, get this house built. You know, of course, it's taking longer than we thought, but the whole idea is very sound. It's like, we're going to come here, we're going to put in the labor ourselves up front, and then we're going to just have a lot of creative... We're going to have a lot of life freedom, creative freedom, and, and low overhead just completely going forward and it's true it's really worked you know i mean our bills are ridiculously low yeah um you know we could live on a very low amount of money and you know i mean we started from scratch so we've kind of been kind of kind of matching uh, as we've gone along we've we've kind of just been making as much as we need as we've gone along but like as we go forward now once our house is finished once we're starting to make more yes. and more money then it's really going to click and then it's really yeah. going to be like holy shit like man like we're still in the phase of kind of paying our dues right <laughs> and like once those dues are paid it's going to be insane like it's going to be yeah. like you know it's going to be like we're ceos of our own life you know Definitely. like we're just like we're billionaires of you know of of just like winning the game of figuring your destiny out you know yeah. like because i feel like we're there like we've seen it we've paid the dues we have the vision yeah. like you and me can look at each other right now and see everything that we've been through we can see yes. everything that we want going forward and it's so clear and it's tested and anything that needs to be figured out is going to be figured out you know like i mean we started in a tent in the freezing cold, 
you know, here I did it on my own. We've done it together with a with a baby and, you know. Yeah. It's like shit, man. There's nothing that can stop us. Like It's true. It's a really good feeling. It is a good feeling. I feel very powerful and empowered. Exactly. I said it earlier. I yeah. feel going through all of this, I feel empowered. Yeah. We killed it. Yeah. Killing it. But it's still just the beginning. I know. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Imagine where we're going to be in like 20 years. Or even five years. It's, it's crazy to think about, honestly, because just all the things that we have in mind. Like, it's going to be really fun. And like, I love that we're here, like, just talking about it and documenting it. And I always think about like the kids listening to this podcast when they're older, like episodes, <laughs> like, oh my God, listen to my parents like talking about this, like when I was a kid and they were like doing this and like how romantic they were like about our whole life. Like I think yeah. like, you know, I think even though we've gone through a lot of hardships and sometimes our life feels so different and crazy and yeah. like, it's so like we're fucking up, you know, like I think that like, you know, we're, we really are setting the example of like you live your dreams no matter what you you you're true to yourself at any cost um and there's like you know if you fully commit to it and you you know are really willing to put in the work and develop the habits and the routines to pull stuff off and you collaborate and connect with people that are willing to evolve and grow with you that like you can fucking do anything that's gonna pop into your mind like you know, that's, I think, what the human experience is. Mm-hmm. Right? Like... Yeah. It's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. <laughs> All right. So, when people come on this podcast, babe... What? When people come on this podcast, we like to ask them, oh. what is the spookiest thing that has ever happened to them? The spookiest thing? Yes. Oh, shit. Let me think do about have, it for a do minute. Do you have anything in your life that's been, like, super spooky, super supernatural... You know, I've had a few things that have happened. Okay, and you have hot Latin blood, so like I feel like the Latin world. Oh, I wish I had known about this question. I would have like. I wish I wish I had known. I would have like. Oh, maybe if you subscribed to this podcast, you would know. Well, I'm gonna listen to this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The spookiest thing that has happened. I mean, you know me. Yeah, I but said, I don't know what's happened to you that's spooky. Not that much spooky stuff has happened here. Well, not spooky in, like, a bad way, mm. but I've had, like, weird... Any ghost stuff? Uh, I don't think any ghost stuff. I've had things... Well, that thing that happened that I talked about at the last podcast that we taped about that voice, hearing that voice in my head when right. we... When we met... Should I mention it again? But was that spooky? That was like... So I heard stupid. a voice in my head say, in my ear, say, this is the one, and it channeled through my mouth, and I said it, but it wasn't my thought or my... wasn't me. Mm. That's pretty spooky. Yeah, that's kind of spooky, but very that's sexy. super spooky. Sexy, spooky. Are you kidding me? It said, this is the one, and that came out of my mouth? Right. That's spooky. Yeah. Um, another that's the, that's time. Just, that's how much of a hunk 
It's like your eyes landed on oh, me and you on. were speaking in tongues. Yeah. <laughs> I was doing that tongue dancing. Yeah, you were. You were doing tongue dancing. <laughs> you started jiggling and juggling. I mean, I had another spooky thing, but I mean, it's kind of a downer. Oh, this is not a good one to end on? I know, probably not <laughs> a good one, but I had a dream. I had met a friend. I was hanging out with my friend, and I had met her friend for the first time. And that night, I had a dream about her friend. Uh-huh. Something terrible that had happened to her. And, like, the next day in metalsmithing class, I was like, Megan, I heard that so-and-so, this happened. I had a dream that this happened to so-and-so, and she looked at me and turned white as a ghost. And she was like, oh, my God, that did happen. Wait, what? Tell the story now. This sounds amazing. It's not a story. I mean, I pretty much told it. What happened? I mean, it's a super downer thing that happened Okay, but now we're all involved already. you got to tell us now. I had a dream that this person that I'd never met before, that she got raped. Oh, my God. And, um, like, I dreamt it. And the next day, all I was, like, we were soldering or something in metalsmithing class. And I turned to her and I was like, I had a dream that so-and-so got raped and she was like oh my god she did and i was like what that's crazy that's weird oh my god yeah that was weird wow way to ruin the podcast sorry i told you (laughs) you asked all right um i'm sorry no we have time to pick it back up okay good back up we're gonna pump it back up yes jump it back up Um, what are the funniest, most uplifting <laughs> moments of that we've been together? The funniest, most together. uplifting yeah, moments. Yeah, what are, what are some things, and maybe that we didn't touch on in the last one, since we'll probably put that out as extras, are there any moments that you feel like you want to share about, like, just our friendship, lovership, um, parentship... That are funny like and whatever. uplifting. Yeah, I mean, not depressing No, everything ones. sucked. <laughs> yeah, terribly depressing. Yeah, it's been so hard up to this point. Uh, yeah, today's the first day that we're getting yeah. along in our relationship. Um, The funniest, I mean, maybe jog, help me jog my memory. Let me think. The funniest, most uplifting moments. I don't know. I mean, they're just memorable moments. I mean, we talked a little bit about, I feel like we could do a whole podcast on the road trip. Um, but there was a lot of fun moments on the road trip. There was a lot of fun moments on the road trip, <laughs> like the windy season in the desert. Yeah. And us trying to get the that pop-up camper down uh-huh. when oh, we're... Oh, God, we were freaking when, out. Okay, so we it's really the windy season out. in the desert. It was like March or April, and we were just leaving California. So we we weren't too many states right. out to take a road trip. To take a road we trip had to a Vermont. Big Ford F two fifty. Yep. We had a pop up camper. Yep. And we were gonna drive. And we had from two dogs LA. in the back of the yep. truck. Dogs in the back with a with a top on the pickup bed. Yep. Baby Wolfie in the back of the truck with us. And, and I was in the back of the truck. And you were in the back of the truck to nurse Wolfie. Because I would just have to nurse him on demand. Yeah. So I was there. Yeah. Crunched in the back. Right. Crunched in the back with your titties out. <laughs> with a baby sipping on them titties. Don't embarrass me. <laughs> okay. So, um... So we are traveling to the yes. U.S. Me, maybe. Right. Stop. No, I just... No, because you didn't set it up. 
Okay, sorry. Okay. Thank you for doing that yes. for the listeners. Now I pass it back. Now I pass thanks. the mic to you. I forget that you already know the story, but they don't. So right. thanks for fleshing it out. Right. Um, right, so we... I'm plumping it up. But, and you're more exciting to tell it than I am. No, but, you are. Um, we just arrived in the desert, and we didn't know it was the windy season. Like, right. that sounds made up, by the way, the windy season. Right. It's not like hurricane season or tornado season. Right, no, they it's said the windy, windy season. season. And you don't want sand whipping at your face. You know, it's basically a sandstorm. It feels like you're in a sandblaster. It was the most wind I've ever it was so experienced windy. in my so, life. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. So we go to these campsites which are like flat. Which is basically just in it's the, the desert, desert floor. Sand. It's the cracked. I remember it as being in this it probably. This is in Joshua Tree. Yeah, it probably wasn't like this but I remember like the cracked desert floor <laughs> with that. mountains in the background. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't the Cracked. It was a cracked desert floor. And then just sand is just shoot. Like you had to be completely covered because sand was shooting at you. You had to have a hat. You had to have all of your skin that you cared about yeah. covered. Yeah. You, your eyes, everything, because the sand was shooting. It was so hard. This way, this it was awful. You know, I had my, I had my pants were... cuffed up, and when I would go outside, my cuffs would fill with sand. Yeah, it was in crazy. My pants. And there were people that were camping out there on this campsite that we went to, and they had tents. Oh my god! And that can't that tent. It was like a was cartoon. Flat. <laughs> <laughs> I could never forget this. I could it not was even flat. believe it. It was like flat to the ground. Like you could see I their. These people you are could, mad. You could see their bodies. In the tent because yeah. it was pushing against yeah. them. It was. No, it was like if you had like a, like a jet <laughs> was taking off next to a tent and like the tent, because you know a tent you think of being like a dome. It's like you're it in a like wind tunnel. If it was, if a tent was blown flat, it was like the tent. <laughs> and was you were the in the tent time. still. We were looking at this whole encampment, <laughs> and there was some festival going on of, like, they were doing no, fire spinning. Remember, they were trying to do, there was some kind of thing. They had a they wacky little tent set up. They were not trying to spin fire. No, they did. They had a wacky little tent set up. It was some kind of renaissance thing or something. I don't remember that. But these people were in regular tents, and that the wind was blowing so hard that, yeah, it was literally, like, the top of the tent was, like, whipping, like, yeah. off the ground. <laughs> Like I a just jet remember. was taking off next to a tent. Like I was like, why <laughs> could so these crazy. people? They were in there. Why would they be? They were here? laying in there. I could. I remember seeing their bodies in the tent. It was and unbelievable. Then, you know, us like trying to get the tent, the pop up camper down, and we were like in such a yeah. frenzy, like just a rush. Like we have got to get out of here. Because we, we had the pop up camper, right? Yeah, we, like this is we were this is when we were trying to leave, but we right. set up our pop up camper. We popped it open, and right. it was so windy. We were like, "This it's is gonna, gonna blow collapse. over. Like it's gonna blow over on us." And so we repositioned our spot. We got a different site, and we went in between oh. two RVs. Oh, you remember it better than right. I do. Right, we went in between two like bus length RVs to try to block the wind. And even then, we we barely slept. We slept there one it was night. Scary. I thought it was. We spent a night in Joshua Tree, which was not as windy. And then we spent a night in this other campground, like further down the road as we were going. And 
Yeah, no, it was like, it was so windy, we could not sleep. I don't think right. we slept at all that night. It was, it was, the whole camper was like, kadoosh, kadoosh, kadoosh. like, but I think that's what <laughs> fucked up that thing that held the ceiling up that eventually Probably. made it crack up. Oh, but what I was going to say was that we we tried to leave in such a frenzy and we're trying to crank the thing down and it's like locked or something and you're like, oh my god, I we, we fucked it to, up. We forgot to open the door. Yeah. We forgot to remove the door part of it because yeah. the pop-up camper, it all collapses. Right. And so we had tried was... to bring the roof down. <clears throat> yeah, we were like, yeah, the first night, that we were like, oh my god, we just broke the pop-up camper. Like, this whole thing is fucked. Like, first we, don't, we thought out, right off the and bat. we, like, screwed no, it up. The first two nights of that road trip, of that six-week road trip, were basically, we thought we were, like, ruined. It was, yeah, we, we thought, thought we like, messed up. We thought we, like, had destroyed the camper. Oh, but then we traveled along, and then we got to the swinging stake. <laughs> no, the, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got good yeah, old okay. swinging stake. And on the swinging stake, because this is great. You where tell the were whole story. we? I don't even remember where. Where we were in, like the. I think um, it was like Arizona. Arizona. What's like that? Red Rocks. Or Red something? Rocks. It was where they were filming. All the national monument. What is it? The Mittens National Monument and. I mean, oh, I can't. I feel um, like such a dummy that I can't um, remember. Monument Valley. Monument Valley. It yes. Was, it was like on the other side of Monument Valley. We were traveling through there, which is amazing. It's so breathtaking. Oh my god! All the best national parks are on no, the west side. No, but they were side. literally filming the Johnny Depp. Yeah. Movie. I forget what it was. Where he's the Indian, the Native American guy. I don't remember. I didn't see it. The Disney movie. What the hell is it called? Do I you don't know remember. What it's They'll know. They know what we're talking about. I'll say it in the. I'll say it in the. So thing. we get there, and <coughs> that was kind of scary because, like, I, I mean, like, just thinking about it, I get nervous about not having water. Right. You have a weird thing about water. Because in LA, they're always like, "We're in a drought. Right. Don't." brush your teeth with the faucet running we're in a drought and so i'm like we're constantly running out of water but anyway so we drive the lone ranger yeah that's the movie okay good job (laughs) they already knew it they already knew it so they were filming the lone ranger yeah but we didn't know that they thought we were part of the crew so we get there and there's like no it's like you're what you drive into so there's nothing you're We're in monument in the Val- desert for hours you're in monument valley everything is the dirt is red which is freaking awesome and mm-hmm. there's all these crazy natural monuments there oh pour me some whiskey babe uh oh oh um so i should tell the story about the night you got whiskey drunk oh here, here we go that's good that's good easy um so we're driving through there's nothing and then you finally get to a town and it looks like the wild west town like there's nothing right and then you get and then get there and there's like a little pocket of stuff happening but it all but it all seems kind of like abandoned anyway but it's kind of not buildings the desert is like the winter here where yeah. it's like everything is so quiet. Right. You can hear silence in the winter. The desert is like the, sand winter. The desert is like that. Yeah, it's kind of scary. It is I don't really know how people live in It's there. really scary. It's crazy. At least I can melt the snow here and get a glass of At water. At least it changes here. But anyway, the desert and the winter are the same in a weird way. So we finally got to this town and we booked a room in this hotel cuz it was the only game in town, right? Mm-hmm. And but little did we know that the coolest guy ever was cooking steaks. He had a fire pit, right? It's like an outdoor yeah, like a half bar. Of a drum. 
So it's like an outdoor bar on the side of this hotel. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a restaurant bar. Yeah, restaurant outside. bar, and it's outside. Like a cowboy bar. Yeah, it's like a cowboy bar. And he has, I remember he had this pit in the a middle of it, pit. a fire pit in the middle of it, and mm-hmm. he had like a steel grate over it mm-hmm. that was suspended by these two chains. Yeah, we got to make this. And he, we got to, we so have good. to fucking, yeah. that is another great. And it said great, home of the swinging steak. That is it said it right on I the know. side. And you're like, what's that? You yeah. order your meal. Yeah. And he looks exactly like Ron Swanson. He's a real life Ron Swanson. No, no kidding. kidding. No kidding. Exactly Absolute, like Ron. It could. If Ron Swanson was a cowboy. It could have been him. This man was that guy. It could have been him. Yeah. I don't know. This Out of guy context. Was more Ron than Swanson. He looked exactly like him, and he asks you what you want. You order from yeah. him. Then he slaps the steak on the grate, on the grill there, and he just swings it. And he's talking with you while he's doing it, and he's just swinging that steak. And it's, he's cooking the it steak. It rotates over it on the, the chains. Steak. The grate swings around the he's fire. He's just pushing it. It swings back and forth. Look it up, people. It's there. Yeah. I looked it up the other day. Yeah. And it's it's on the internet. Yeah. You can see it. And they wouldn't it. even let me take out food. Remember, I was like watching the Celtics oh, really? game. You guys went to dinner, and I was like, "Oh, can I get a steak to go?" And like, and they're like, "We don't do takeout." Good they're for like, him. You, we have we only have metal plates and metal <laughs> forks, and they're like, "You have to eat it here." Good. And I was like watching the Celtics game in the thing, so I was like, "All right, I'll come back later." So you guys ate. And then I went back later. <laughs> but yeah, he would, they wouldn't even let me take takeout. That's cool. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. But yeah, home of the swinging steak. Swing and, and like steak. Johnny Depp probably knows about yeah. it because they oh, were yeah. all they staying, were staying there. in that hotel. Yeah, we, if we had hung out there longer, we probably would have met Johnny I Depp. I know. Maybe he, he could they... have changed his life for the better because <laughs> he sounds like he's in trouble now. Oh shit! <laughs> oh, that was fun. Yeah. So, what was the question? <laughs> yeah, I just thought like the well, you know stuff. that was good. Yeah, that's a yeah. fun. The swing and steak is a very fun memory, and, and I really think we can we do that. That's so easy honor to the do. The memory of the swinging and steak, because there was like a painting of it on a wall, like outside. I remember. Wow, your memory is so like, on good. A fence, in my mind, or maybe I'm making it up. I but, think like, you made that up. But like, no, it was like home of the swing and steak. I swear to God, probably it said that. you're right. It said that, and it was like I think a painting of the steak on the grate and stuff. That was awesome. Everybody should take a road trip across the country. Yeah, if you've never slow rolled it across you the country, really do. Like, we took six don't, weeks. Don't blast through it in no. three days. No, Come I've done on. it in ten days. What's and that? That's not fun. Can you even do it in three days? No. Don't do it fast like that. Take no. your time. Yeah. All the stuff is on the west coast, by the way. I mean, on the west side of things. You mean the grand vistas? What? How many national parks are there? Yeah, here? no, all the, yeah, most of one? the national parks Acadia? are on the west. Yeah, well, they're and all in the, the and kind of middle west. No, the good ones are on the west side. Yeah, no, the the, the terrain gets more dramatic. Exciting. As you go out west. Imagine oh, God, what it was whiskey. <laughs> imagine what it was like for those goddamn people going out west. That must have been insane. On those in the cat in the wagons. You know? The with wagons. those wagons going out there. You remember when we used to watch going through all the they, they start here and it's all kind of whatever and we remember. have little mountains and then they get out there and there are these giant fucking Remember when we used to watch and, the National Geographic those uh, Ken Burns documentaries oh, on the yeah. National on the Geographic National Park. Yeah, we watched the whole series yeah. before we and took our talk, road trip. Oh god, this is warming up my throat. This yeah, whiskey. that whiskey'll make a man of you. <laughs> I'll put a man I in need here. to cut it with something, but remember. Cut um, it with a knife. We, 
watched those documentaries and they were talking about the Dust Bowl. Oh my God, the Dust Bowl! Yeah, I felt like we were in the Dust. There was a period, our period, where we had the Dust Bowl. That here. night was the Dust Bowl. Well, <laughs> the Dust Bowl was when we were in that sand fucking windstorm yeah. at that one place. Oh, you know what is the other crazy? And thing we told that we, them, had? we walked into the. Remember, we walked in there and like we're like, what are we supposed to do? And I know like, oh, my face just, is all red because it's been like the sand blasted. And we're like, what the fuck? And then they had a resort with like a pool and people were just hanging out so by the weird. pool in there. It was, it was so, so weird. weird. The desert is a the weird place. The desert is a weird place, yeah. I like the desert. I think it brings like a weird type of person to it too. I like the desert. The desert is cool. I would like to revisit Joshua Tree because our too. experience was strained. We got to take a road trip going back. Yeah, and that's what we need to do. podcast it. Yeah. We'll podcast the whole thing from start to finish. <laughs> uh, we'll live stream the whole fucking shit. We'll do, do a year long road trip across the country and we will live stream every second of it. <laughs> What's your fun memory of here? Or whatever you asked me. Um, Just to wrap it up. Yeah, no, I'm trying to think of one, a good one to wrap it up with. I keep thinking of the Cataluch. That was a good one. That was a good one. That was so, so I'll just scary. Say that. I'll just say that. It was maybe so one of the most times I've ever been the most scared in my oh life. Oh, my God. I legit thought we were going to die. I thought we were maybe For all real. about to die. No. That was a sexy, sexy, sexy podcast between a married couple. You know what I'm saying? Um, if you want to hear the story of death on the Cataluch, um, look for bonus extras that will come out after this podcast. Um, I guess we're just going to have a ton of bonus extras, but I want to try to keep this podcast under two hours. And uh, that story puts us all over that mark. So um, <laughs> I think we could have multiple hours of bonus extras. So uh, there you go. You can never get enough. Um, let's see. We're going to get to the shout outs. Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash ghost shrimp. If you look forward to listening to this podcast every week, consider contributing $1 per episode at the Patreon to get uh, early access to the podcast and exclusive access to the Behind the Foreskin mini-sodes and uh, just other stuff I share on there. Um, you can uh, go over there and do so, and you can get yourself shout-outs as well at the $2 and up level and uh, super exclusive shout-outs as well. So let's see. Um, looks like we have a new member. We might have other new members that I'm missing. So some people left. Some people came since we had the last one. Um, but a uh, big shout out to 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 new graduate of the 12 week online group workshop, Kayla Dakota. Did I say that name right? Do I even know how to say her name? Kayla Dakota, right? Shout out to my homegirl from the workshop who killed it. Um, welcome to the Patreon family over here. Um, and, uh, let's see, we got, of course, at the $5 level, you get yourself a marinated steak tip shout out, you know what I'm saying? So those are vegan and non-vegan as everything with this podcast. Um, so big shout out to the people peeling off $5 per episode, you know what I'm saying? That is huge support. Uh, big shout out to my girl in Maine, Erica Malhus. 
Um, we got another $5 per podcast contributor, Michael McLean. Um, big marinated steak tip shout out going to Johan Elberby. Uh, big marinated steak tip shout out going to Yvonne Santiago. Um, Coming in at $3 per podcast with a beef stew shout-out. Again, vegan or non-vegan, your choice. Step up to that beef stew buffet. Pablo Meiji, a.k.a. Young Wolf T. Sick name city. Uh, Big shout-out to another graduate, Zeta. Coming straight out the workshop. Don't forget, if you want to sign up for round five, do it right now. It might already be too late. No, it's probably not too late right now. But they all have sold out. We anticipate this one will as well. So uh, if you wait, there's always like three or four people at the end now who are like, oh, my God, it's sold out. Can you just let me in? Can you just let me in? So don't be that person. Just go get yourself your spot. Big shout out to the homie in NYC, Raphael Tanghall. Uh, across the ocean to New Zealand, we've got the Ghost Scout Sports Magic, a.k.a. Daniel Foothead, coming in with that beef stew shout out. Um, Big shout out to Uncle Terry. Big shout out to Hollywood Hotshot Mark Osborne. Uh, big shout out to the year six Ghost Scout Training Camp Camp Champion, Krognak, aka Beard Lips, aka John Mansfield. Get yourself some vegan beef stew, my friend. We know that's a vegan one. Uh, big shout out to Ryan Quincy. Uh, big shout out to the boy Bobby Morgan from the workshop, aka Nobby Wood. Uh, big shout out to Devin Newman. Big shout out to workshop alumni Johnny Glines. And uh, of course, these are all the people who supported. The last episode of the podcast, the Break Yourself Out of Job Joe podcast. Um, if you don't hear your name, it's because you didn't contribute to that episode. We have such a long list that we try to keep it concise. You know what I'm saying? Big shout out to Denmark to try, man, hunt. Uh, big shout out to Ghost Scout Cheeky Bookie, aka Alexi Giroux. Another workshop alumni. Uh, big shout out to Arguably Art. Big shout out to my neighbor and new best friend, Kent Osborne. We were hanging out the other night watching all the behind the foreskins from camp, and we were just loving it and cracking up and, and really getting nostalgic over what a fun uh, summer we had with the summit and with camp and the residents. My God, what a full year of scouting. Definitely our most successful year of Ghost Scouts was this past year. Very exciting. Um, big shout out to Wazoid. Big shout out to the Adventure Time homie, Jesse Moynihan. Support him on Patreon. I know I do. Big shout to Chris Burke. 
Uh, big shout out to Ghost Scout Michael Joran, aka Joran Thornton, aka new graduate of the workshop. Powerful year for Joran. He did Ghost Scouts and the 12 week online group workshop. Uh, big shout out to Shambe, another graduate of the workshop. We got a workshop alumni and Ghost Scout, Chris Murray, a.k.a. Mr. Husband. Big shout out to Bark the Dog, B-A-R-C, a.k.a. Andrew Alexander Lansing, Alexander Andrew Lansing. I don't even remember his real name anymore. Um, A.k.a. Ghost Scout, Dusty Lupus. Uh, big shout out to Michael Broncado. Big beef stew shout out to Ryan Zims. Big shout out to workshop graduate Jesse Primo. Uh, big shout out to Frogadile Dundee, Ghost Scout Supreme. Um, big shout out to Gerard Jones. Big shout out to Scott, <laughs> Scott, Scott Higgins, aka 180 pounds, aka Buck 80 pounds. Uh, we got Ghost Scout Dalton Stark. AKA Velvet Dojo. Uh, we got Jesse Kukukudani. Oh, we forgot to say his real civilian name. Steve Winfield Meyer. AKA Frogadile Dundee. You know what I'm saying? You're seven ghost scout. Big shout out to Curse Gift. And last but not least, big shout out to Workshop alumni Alejandro Fuentes, aka Los Focos. And of course, big shout out to all the $1 members, those green smoothie level. That could also be vegan, non vegan, right? We could put some meat in those smoothies for you, some eggs in those smoothies for you. Um, big shout out to all the supporters. Uh, and we are going to keep it rolling. I know I keep talking about getting back to the weekly pods and I keep not doing it, but we're going to fucking do it. I've just been so busy, but things are settling down. I'm going to make an effort to not take on so much work at the same time as I have been. So that I can have a normal, sane life. Um, all right, we did it. Um, so, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, remember to set those goals. Use this podcast to inspire you always. Um, we are trying to brainwash you. We are actively brainwashing you to, uh, you know, pursue your dreams. You can do it. If, if, if we can do it, if I can do it, if Athena can do it, if the Ghost Scouts can do it, you can definitely do it. Um, you know, uh, get that whiteboard, get that weekly planner. We're going into 2019. There are no excuses. We're living in the future. It's time for you to live your fucking dream life. Um, that's how we feel here at the Ghost Ship and Friends podcast. You are our friends. We want you to live your dreams and we podcast about it. Um, don't forget to check out that podcast merch at ghostshipglobal.com. Um, and when you're out there pursuing your dreams, make sure you take a little bit of time to inspire other people to live their dreams because that's how the world gets better. 
Um, it's not through this conflict and 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 media manipulation and freaking systemic racism and 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 divisions in our country. These are not the ways forward. Um, the way forward is to be really trying to live your dream life and inspiring other people regardless of their race, of their religion, of their location, of their language. We are all creative animals in this infinite goddamn universe. We are all the same. We are literally all the same. We're, we, we, we choose to let ourselves get distracted and, and conflicted. Um, you know, don't look for what you have in conflict with people out there, okay? There's a lot of people doing that. There's a lot of people wanting you to do that. Think about why they want you to do that, okay? Who benefits from this? Instead of focusing on the conflict, focus on what you have in common because I promise you, you have more in common with every single person on this planet than you have in conflict with them. You just have to look past the differences and look for yourself in them. Look for the humanity in them. Look for the humanity in yourself, Okay, we could do better than this. We can transcend these silly, materialistic, commercial, capitalist paradigms, and we can create a future that is about people pursuing their creative goals and helping each other and collaborating, just like we do with Ghost Scouts, just like we do in the workshop, okay? Just like we do on this goddamn podcast. So uh, until next week, when I definitely am bringing you a podcast, we're going to get one up, uh, another one, because this is Monday, and then this will hit iTunes on Wednesday, um, and uh, we'll be dropping another one at the end of the week. So get ready, buckle up, bitches. The Ghost Trip and Friends podcast is coming at your face. We're coming on your face and your buttholes. Um, so until then, have a productive week, have a positive week and keep it peaceful. You know what I'm saying? Power to the peaceful. See ya.